0: Welcome to the Sexy, Selfish podcast series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Ready? Okay, Sexy selfish, Elite, here is a little training for you guys, and it's kind of expanding on something that I'm doing as a YouTube episode for free content, but this is just going to dive in a little bit deeper, and what I want to talk about is identifying the scarcity in our lives, because this is something I was asked on a podcast recently, they're like, how do we figure out, how do we define scarcity? And it actually... Sorry, I've got stuff all over my fingers. (laughs) It actually really stumped me for a minute. It's like, oh, I know scarcity for myself. I know how that feels. I know how to identify in me. But how would I explain that to a wider audience? So what I kind of did is I spent some time thinking about it. And I've kind of come to five areas where these are kind of the important ones that you can identify scarcity and kind of figure out if you're living in that place of scarcity so I just want to touch on what the five areas are today Um, and these are just signs of a scarcity mindset and these are just probably the most important and the most common ones that I feel might benefit you guys from just being just calling awareness to it so number one is believing that situations are permanent Um, and believing that life situations are fixed or permanent is perhaps the biggest kind of pitfall the biggest hole we can get into of a scarcity mindset because it's it's like a what am i it's a defeatism attitude you know that how oh, well that that's just the way it is that's just the way it's going to be like don't don't hope for more, don't try for more. And we can see this, a lot of it has been passed down from the generation before us where that's kind of that defeatism mentality comes in. And so a lot of us have carried this on. So it's one of the biggest pitfalls of the scarcity mindset. We start thinking, well, that's just the way it is. And instead of changing our um, instead of changing our frame of mind and seeking out our own happiness and going, you know what, I have the power to change this, We just kind of accept we accept defeat we settle we believe that this is as good as it's gonna get and thinking this way has such a negative effect in many regards it depletes our physical energy we just kind of like a you know like a car turning off it just nothing wants to move or happen it harms our self-esteem it can really dent the way that we look at ourselves and just it makes life kind of a burden in general and i think that's a lot of where um the, de- the depression side of things and anxiety but depression mostly stems from is this defeatism um well that's just the way it is kind of attitude and, and we can't seem to wrap our heads around the fact that it does get better we are actually in charge so nothing is permanent i want you to think about that nothing is permanent it's a bad temporary situation and whatever it is it will pass is the situation daunting scary terrifying maybe but it's just that it's a situation it is temporary um my sister has this beautiful tattoo all the way down her spine it goes it goes from like the nape of her neck all the way down her spine and it's this beautiful pattern and in it it says this too shall pass And she got that at a time in her life when she was experiencing a domestic violence relationship. And now she's about to get married to the most amazing guy and she's very happy and everything. And so I always think about that. This too shall pass. Everything is a phase in motherhood, in business, in life. The dark days are just dark days. You will have light days again. So just reframing that it's just a situation. It's a period of time. There are moments in our lives that will take our breath away and We will be so grateful and a joy and everything. An abundance mentality is just recognizing that it it will get better. It always will get better. An abundant mentality sees life as dynamic and moldable and ever-changing, something that is ours to shape and make to our liking. So perhaps most importantly, an abundance mentality sees life as an adventure, and this is something my husband and I have definitely adopted with the kids. Anytime we get a curveball at life, we're like, hey, adventure. Um, <laughs> and what we'll do is if we get lost, well, we don't even say we get lost. Like if we're heading somewhere, we haven't been there before and we take a wrong turn or we end up on the wrong freeway, we don't even say like, oh, fuck it, we're lost. We're you know stuck for time now. And, oh, screwed. We just go, we're going on an adventure. <laughs> so we can start to see life as an adventure that is ever changing. That's when you step away from that scarcity, permanent mindset. And it's seeing life as an adventure, a scary and uncertain adventure, but an adventure nonetheless, we, where we tap into that abundance. So just where are you holding on to the thoughts and beliefs that things are permanent? Where are you fixated that it's not going to get better? Where are you so stuck in the how that you've ended up in a defeatism, settling mindset? All right, number two is using thoughts and words of scarcity. So you guys know I'm very big on there are certain phrases not allowed in the vocabulary, things like I can't afford it, things like um, I'm just not good with money, all those types of thoughts and phrases. And it's about to explain a little bit why that's using negative phrases phrases and around scarcity keeps us stuck. What we tell ourselves, it ultimately becomes an extension of us if it is left unchecked and it becomes the things that we call in. It's like spells, like they say magic spells or Dumbledore and Harry Potter goes, words are our greatest magic, In, in uh, what does he say, capable of inflicting pain and remedying it. And yeah, words are magic. What we tell ourselves ultimately becomes an extension of ourself if it's left unchecked. It's important to understand that negative thoughts and words alone cannot negatively affect us if we realize them for what they are. If we have awareness, um, if we have enough self-presence to go, oh, I said something, but, you know, that's not true. That's not true. Don't be ridiculous. Um, Innate responses without merit sometimes they're just you know triggers and habits and phrases that we've collected through life but if we can recognize that they're not true they can't affect us it's like you only give power to things you've got to give permission for things to affect you but when we start believing those negative thoughts or words when we say it often enough and we think it often enough they can become an extension of our character they can become our truth So to this end, it's important to refrain from using words or thoughts of scarcity when it's possible. For example, things like I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money. I can't do this. I'll have to go without. We'll have to be more tight this month. When you're using those type of words, that becomes your truth and you call more of that in. So instead, start using words of abundance. Like I can always handle this. I always make more money. My mind is powerful and I'll always have enough. There is always more than enough. You guys know that that is one of my most favorite affirmations. But before we dive into number three, I just want you to remember that it is normal. It is a human experience to have negative thoughts from time to time. You can't be positive poly 24-7. It's important to understand that the thoughts and words are only important if they're important to us. If you give them permission, if you allow them in. When negative thoughts arise, simply because an observer—simply, become an observer. Just notice them, acknowledge them and say, that is, I do not choose that. And refuse to engage with them. You just don't allow these thoughts to manifest into words, beliefs or magic that we tell ourselves or anyone else. Just become an observer of your thoughts. Bring awareness to them. I'm just going to drink a water. I've been chewing on ice and I think a sharp bit of ice cut the roof of my mouth. Um, yes, I have weird pregnant craving chewing on ice situations. <laughs> but yeah, I can taste a little bit of blood in my mouth. So I'm just going to have another big drink. All right, let's go. Or that might be um, the universe saying, you you know, your mouth's bleeding. Maybe stop talking. <laughs> All right, number three, being envious getting the green-eyed monster feeling envious towards other people it's kind of a double-edged sword because what it does is it straight away it kills your gratitude and it stokes the fire of scarcity envy does absolutely nothing to better your personal circumstances or in any way it has no purpose right So why do so many of us feel jealous anyway? And I'm pretty proud to say that I haven't in a long time. Um, I had a moment just recently going to my daughter's friend's birthday party and I walked in and she had, she was the exact layout house plan of a house plan that I fantasized about for like 10 years. Um, And when I first walked in, there was that twinge of like, oh, I want this. I forgot how much I wanted this house and this kitchen and all that and just for about 10 minutes I really I really was envious and then it's like Shona it's okay There's, I had to reframe be aware of that thought and go just because she has that does not mean that you can't have it too you know there is more than enough for everyone this is exciting because the universe is calling in closer to me so even I still get envious but it's something I try not to let in so why do so many of us feel envious anyways You know, it can happen when someone has a nicer car, a larger home, a better paying job, more recognition, more Instagram followers, whatever it is, like who cares? But the reality is these are all achievable things, but they're only achievable if the mindset of scarcity is replaced for that of abundance. You can't like all the things, if you're jealous of what someone else has, it's because you want it. And these things are achievable for absolutely everyone, but they're not achievable if you're stuck in scarcity. And perhaps the, the sharper edge of that double-edged sword is the envy kind of cancels out your gratitude. And we know how important gratitude is for manifestation, for changing our energy, for uplifting our frequency. When we're envious, we, become, we stop appreciating the good things in our lives. And when we stop becoming envious and instead choose to focus on gratitude for what we have, we'll come to the realization that life for the most part has been actually pretty freaking good to us when it comes to bettering our circumstances. We can consciously choose to devote our time and energy towards doing so and not wasting it on envious thoughts and feelings. The minute you're wasting any energy on envy, jealousy, judgment, any of that you're just stepping back into scarcity because it's going I'm angry about this because I want it and I don't believe I can have it or I don't believe there's enough for me and it's just putting you scarcely back in lack town so that's another way you can recognize that you're feeling into a scarcity mindset is feeling envious of other people number four I need to breathe breathe Shona it's gonna be a bigger training than I thought number four is when you're not being generous and i'm not talking about like being only a philanthropist but not being generous not feeling inclined to give back in any way can be a really big indicator that we're still stuck in a scarcity mindset when you live with a scarcity mindset you're more prone to that skim off the top type of thing with time and money and even relationships, and these actions have unintended consequences, and they make it less likely to generate the positive effects that we seek in our own lives. You know, we're trying to call in abundance, but where we won't even send a birthday card to our friend because we're worried about the postage. It's not having faith in the universe. It's not trusting that we're going to be taken care of. Whether there is more than enough. So it's counterproductive and it's like saying to the universe, all these amazing affirmations, I believe I can have it and I want to be abundant. But then in the details of your life, you don't trust and you don't have faith and you don't believe it's actually going to happen, which of course is why it doesn't happen. I have another drink quickly. All right. Life has a strong tendency to reflect back to us like a mirror. Which is why our energy and actions are so important. If we believe in lack by default, if we believe there's never going to be enough, we believe in giving less of ourselves, less of our passion, less of ourselves to relationships, less you know, gratitude. And with other scarcity beliefs, this it can be overcome just like everything else we've already talked about. It can absolutely be overcome. They can be overcome by making conscious decisions to give more of ourselves, not less. And understand that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to give money. Although donating to a worthy cause such as a charity is certainly a noble action. It's not all about that. But it's like, where are you holding back? Where are you restricting yourself? It can mean being generous by smiling, saying kind words, investing our time into people. And just simply serving a greater good. But when we become restrictive in money and scarcity, that kind of ripples out to all the other areas of our life as well for me it definitely rippled into i would be restrictive with food (laughs) restriction just didn't affect my money it affected everything um for me especially food so you can kind of step out of that by going where can i be more generous not saying you have to donate a tenth of your income to charity but where can i be more expansive where can i be more generous and that will help you step out of that scarcity mentality all right and the last one I want to talk about, we've just talked about contraction and feeling restrictive. And now for number five, I want to talk about overindulgence. So kind of at the opposite end of the, the scale, but it it stems from the same place. And you're probably going, what? But oh, oh yes. Oh, yes, hon. It is possible to overindulge with a scarcity mindset. I see see this very prevent a lot i don't even know the word i'm trying to say i see this a lot in my family especially in my like on my side of the family to have such a scarcity mindset but also overindulge and live in that treat yourself moment and lifestyle and mentality so it's absolutely possible it drives me mental seeing this with people that i love Because even though they're overindulging, I'm like, but it's still rooted in scarcity. Please, for God's sake, (laughs) they will be ready. They will come to me when they're ready. All right. So when someone thinks in terms of scarcity, they are more likely to overeat, like I used to, overspend, like people in my family. And in general, they become more gluttonous because it's that whole feast famine cycle it's because of another temptation or instant gratification there are many many examples that i could share with you about that literally hundreds but let's just use one for now in the terms of overspending because when we think of money as a scarce resource when we're thinking that there's not enough for everyone there's not enough for me there's a tendency to use that resource for pleasure and only pleasure but pleasure is not an antidote to scarcity. You know, that's like when people get a tax refund, they might get a thousand dollars, and instead of paying off a little bit of their debt and getting some concert tickets, they blow the whole thing on concert tickets, a new flat screen, and a weekend bender. Right? Because you're a hashtag you only live once. You know. Pleasure is not an antidote to scarcity. In fact, pleasure can actually reinforce the scarcity mindset that you already possess because it's all that, you know, you're having a tough day. You feel down on yourselves. We need something positive and we see it. We have a couple of choices. You know, we could do something constructive, like spending some time with the family, which is an abundant choice. Or we could put that new cool gadget in, you know, on the credit card. And it's it's coming from scarcity. It's believing that there's not going to be enough. It's making decisions in the now, not... Thinking that you're going to have the option later, it all comes back from like scarcity. I have to do it now, there's not enough. Um, I gotta enjoy things while it lasts because somehow we think that it's not gonna last. So, notice that in that example, spending some time with the family to feel better has nothing to do with money. We're focused on time and what matters the most, which is our family, and not succumbing to like temporary pleasure we're overindulgent and it's good for a time but it does nothing more than add to the notion that we simply don't have enough you know and I see it a lot I see it a lot in people around me that they do they they get a little bit of money in their life or even if they're not they don't have money and they're feeling bad they're having a bad day they'll online shop they'll shop to feel better and it's that that little bit of dopamine hit that's so short term but it's because they don't feel like there is enough. When you are from a place of total overflow, when you trust that you have more than enough, you trust that you are working in co-creation with the universe to manifest more abundance, when you know that your future is abundant and there's absolutely no other option for you, you don't have to make decisions this second. You don't have to buy that flat screen right now because you, you can always afford it. There is always more than enough. The attitude and the mindset and the intention is different. So we make decisions differently and it does you know it does come back to scarcity so let's just recap on those five triggers and then what i'm going to do is create a separate training more about stepping into abundance so five triggers or five ways you can recognize scarcity believing that situations are permanent number one number two using thoughts and words of scarcity number three is being envious of others four is not being generous and five is overindulgence and i've tried not to share two specific examples because i really feel like listening to this you should be able to identify areas in your life that may be related to money but also may not be where you might be in this energy of scarcity that's certainly where i had some of my biggest breakthroughs when i realized that my scarcity mindset was linked to my food and my distrust of things and of people was linked to my scarcity you know it all comes back scarcity doesn't have to just be about money but if we want to learn to manifest more money we have to address the scarcity in our life in every level in the big details and in the little details so i look forward to hearing your feedback from this session send me an email send me a message post in the group let me know what you thought i'm really excited to step more into high level trainings for you guys over the next coming (laughs) months.